wealth no matter what for desire backed by faith knows no such thing as impossible hi this is your host arjun i'm a functional medicine health professional and personal trainer and i'm here to motivate and empower you with knowledge that will help you to regenerate your health and align with your higher vision episode of the functional health show today we'll find ourselves revisiting the basics of food and nutrition because i get asked a lot what are the bad foods and what about the good ones how do i know what to eat there are a lot of people out there who have this confusion so in today's episode we will be addressing this topic and towards the end you'll know how to identify these foods and what makes them good bad or ugly basically this confusion will be cleared out for good you can actually call this episode a crash course on functional nutrition some of us look at food being primarily a source of energy basically calories while some look at it as macronutrients carbs proteins fats and fibers and there are others who look at it as being a source of source of nutrients and antioxidants and there are also many who look at it as flavor rich something to relish and enjoy and it's not uncommon to f- for some to find comfort in foods during our darkest times food is definitely all of it and it's way more and beyond it's important let's find out why The old idea that our health and aging is predestined by our genes has been discredited. It was never the truth. The reality is our environment, our thoughts, our choices, especially when it comes to food, it all has an effect on genetic activation. And based on what you are consuming, the genetic expression may lead to an outcome of good health or disease. Food is information and the unprocessed unrefined raw foods that are derived from nature like fruits vegetables grass-fed meats etc have microRNAs which are messenger molecules that nourish our cells and provide information about our environment i'm quoting this from an interesting study quote microRNAs may represent a novel class of universal modulators that play an important role in mediating animal plant interactions at the molecular level like vitamins minerals and other essential nutrients derived from food sources plant microRNAs may serve as a novel functional component of food and make a critical contribution to maintaining and shaping animal body structure and function extending from this concept the intake of certain plant microRNAs generation after generation through a particular food source may leave an imprint on the genetic map of the human race in conclusion the discovery of plant microRNAs and their roles in the biology of mammalian cells and animal organs represent the first evidence of cross kingdom transfer of of functionally active microRNAs 
and opens a new avenue to explore microRNA mediated animal plant interactions. End quote. So, this basically talks about the interaction between the plants and animals, which also include us humans at a cellular and a molecular level through microRNAs. And the staples, the regional foods that our ancestors have been consuming since decades, has an effect on our genes and our well-being. In short, we are one with all living things and when we deviate from nature, we are destructive to ourselves. This is just fascinating, isn't it? Let me give you a few examples derived from scientific literature that will illustrate the real power of whole natural unprocessed foods, nature-derived foods. One is an animal study where mice were given a toxic substance that would induce ulcerative colitis and they were also given grape exosome like nanoparticles. The result was the mice were protected from the chemically induced ulcerative colitis due to activation of stem cells and rapid regeneration of mucosal epithelium lining and restoration of intestinal architecture through the entire length of the intestines. All of it without any side effects. Then in another study, microRNA derived from broccoli was found to be present in human serum and played a role in inhibiting growth of breast cancer. Research has also shown that there are certain bioactives in berry that are indicative of preventive and therapeutic against various cancer types. Now, there are countless studies and lots of such amazing information on natural foods, which I address in the Superfood series of episodes. But I hope you're getting the idea of the power of nature-derived whole foods, which are the good foods, the ones you should be eating every day. Once again, what are they, the good foods? It's the preferably organic vegetable, leafy greens and fruits, which aren't pesticide and toxic laden, the grass-fed meats, poultry, and dairy products like butter, yogurt, clarified butter, etc. The mechanically cold-pressed oils, nuts, seeds, herbs, spices, seasonings, wild-caught fish, the small and medium-sized ones, seaweeds, pseudograins, beans, legumes, etc. Now, we move on to the category of bad foods. What are they and what makes them bad in the first place? In short and sweet words, these foods are almost the same foods which we find in the category of good foods, but they are either refined or processed, irradiated, fried. Apart from that, what makes them bad is the fact that they are grown in a toxic environment with lots of chemicals, pesticides and fertilizers that even contaminate the soil or in the case of meats, where they are fed grains that too chemical laden or perhaps even GMO. And not to forget that they are farmed in cruel inhumane conditions and fed hormones to grow faster and antibiotics to prevent them from getting diseased in those dreadful and horrifying conditions. And then the scientists go on to study the effects of meats on human health 
using these bad quality meats and conclude that they are dreadful for our health? Remember, if you're going to look at research done on meats, we have to know the quality of meats used in those studies. And then there are people and organizations arguing about methane emissions leading to global warming due to the, these practices and also the fact that animals are treated inhumanly. The thing that I see here that we all are arguing and pointing fingers and the fact is we all are concerned and we all are right in our own reasoning. Where we are going wrong is we are pointing fingers in the wrong direction and instead of saying the thorns and the rose is what pricks our fingers, we are saying the rose is a dreadful flower. Hmm. I hope it's not a funny example I use there. Okay, moving on and speaking of farmed fish which are bred in a similar fashion and found to be contaminated and laden with heavy metals like mercury, lead, cadmium, etc. I'll be addressing all these in detail backed by scientific literature in future episodes. Then we have foods that are refined like starches, grains and sugar. And here it doesn't really matter if it's organic or not because they will have an undesired effect on your body. For instance, increased risk of gallstones, increased cancer risk, increased chances of depression, diabetes, cardiovascular disease and much, much more. Also, certain methods of cooking are destructive like microwave cooking which I have discussed in episode 8. But frying is another method of cooking that alters the mRNA profile and is associated with oxidative damage in the body through the generation of reactive oxygen species which also result in the damage to the lipids, proteins and DNA in the body further leading to cardiovascular diseases, hypertension, etc. Grilling meats, you've got to be really careful, especially when if the meats are not well marinated, since cooking meats at high temperatures generates heterocyclic amines, which are carcinogenic. And when you char your meats and see those black marks, well, that's not a good sign. And now... Moving on to our final category of ugly foods. If you're wondering what could be more worse than the things we just discussed in the category of bad foods, then I'd say you're in for a shock because most likely you're not aware that you're consuming these foods. These include things like those zero-calorie artificial sweeteners, packaged foods containing additives, preservatives, flavor enhancers, etc. GMO or genetically modified organisms, basically genetically engineered foods like corn, soy, apple, squash, zucchini, eggplant, pineapple, potatoes, canola. Now, that gets me to the part of vegetable oils. Not only are these oils most likely GMO, they're also highly processed and by the time they reach the bottle, they are oxidized. So cooking with these is like cooking with super trans fats or in short poison. The packaged foods that we find on supermarket shelves, 95% of these foods are heavily processed and contain some really nasty ingredients. So I'd encourage you to read the label and you will see complex names and codes along 
with things like rice and high fructose syrups, malt extract, hydrogenated oils, natural flavorings or flavor enhancers, and the list is long. Let me break it down and give you a short summary of why packages, packaged foods are the way they are and why they aren't good for you. First and foremost, you've got to understand that packaged food industry has a primary goal, like any other industry, and that's to make profits, and the rest is all secondary. Now, in order to obtain their goal, they would want their food to last long, like really long. And people should keep buying them, be it a burger at McDonald's or KFC or a packaged food item like breakfast cereals like cornflakes or an energy bar or drink or perhaps frozen or pre-made foods that just need to be defrosted or reheated. The goal is always to make them delicious, even to look at, and their taste would have you hooked onto them. Just as they say, no one can eat just one. They have already given out their motive to you. So in order to achieve this, whatever natural ingredients they are using, which I presume is maybe half of the ingredients used to make the product is processed, as in pasteurized, irradiated, dehydrated, refined, etc., which increases the shelf life of the food but also causes the food to lose much of its natural flavors. Then, in order to make it addictive, they use sugars or things that I previously mentioned, which are far worse than sugar. And let's say even if they are using artificial sweeteners, it's way more destructive than you can imagine. It's particularly harmful in the case of the gut. It has shown to cause major disruption of the intestinal epithelial lining due to cell apoptosis, that's cell death causing an increase in inflammation due to increased reactive oxygen species and harm our friendly gut bacteria causing further negative health effects and contributing to downstream diseases. Anyways, so yes, there are more additives and flavor enhancers used to make it super palatable, while a ton of other emulsifiers and other agents to aid in the manufacturing process in those industrial machines. And then, to increase the shelf life of the product and to sustain for months or maybe years, they add preservatives. At the end of the day, I won't be even calling these foods as foods. If you'd like to do a bit of further reading on this, I have pulled up a nice article, the link to which I'll be placing in the show notes. Now, most of the ingredients are actually components like breads or patties used in fast foods are made in the same way. And fast food has rather extremely negative effects on our health. For example, fast foods have shown to cause inflammation which results in aggressive immune system and development of vascular disease or type 2 diabetes which can lead to extreme consequences like heart attacks and strokes. It has been associated with increased BMI and weight gain due to consumption of empty calories and has mood-altering effects along with causing extreme addiction to these foods to the extent where some individuals develop a sense of compulsion for its intake to the point where it's impossible for them to quit or even cut down their portions. 
again leading to overeating and obesity. Basically, to sum it all up, the body cannot recognize these fast foods. These foods, or I'd say food-like substances, which aren't even food, and when you consume them, the body basically, the immune system raises red flags and goes into attack and defend mode. Do you think that's a good sign in any way? Of course not. With that, we have come to an end of our today's episode. I hope you now have a better understanding of what you need to be eating and the things you should be absolutely avoiding and others you should be limiting like the foods in the bad category. I'll be seeing you all tomorrow with another interesting episode. Until then, have an amazing evening or day. If you'd like to keep in touch, subscribe to the newsletter. For more personalized support, you can start by scheduling a free call with me. If you find what I do helpful, you can support the show by becoming a patron. All links can be found below in the show notes. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy.